night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of The Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland in my office. And in a, I'm not quite sure how we got to this point, but also hanging out with me in on Zoom is uh, our, our co-host, Vince. Vince, good evening. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, Vince and I are going to be doing the show. And then in a surprising turn of events, engineering the show in the studio is jim the normal co-host with me of the show jim hello and good evening to you as well yeah 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 i've been <laughs> I, I got up at two o'clock in the morning and now i'm here in the studio so, uh, i woke up yeah, and woke up in jamestown new york made it to pittsburgh pennsylvania for an early flight flew to phoenix phoenix to santa rosa drove home i'm done yeah, Jim's done. So it's to kind of get everyone up to speed. Jim had a bunch of travel today. We didn't think he was going to actually be on the show at all tonight. Uh, so Vince is here ready to step in. But Jim got back in time, so he's going to hang out in the studio and engineer. And then Vince is going to be hanging out with me doing the show. Uh, Vince, what's uh, what? Give me. I, I like kind of checking with getting a check in with you every time we do we do the show together. Uh, any, anything significant? Any major updates since we last did the show together? Uh, well, yeah, I just had a great visit with my brother who flew in from uh, Cambridge, England for the Ooh. week of my mom's birthday. And uh, we packed in uh, about five consecutive days of traveling around, hiking, doing stuff. And yeah, it was a, it was a jam-packed five days, but it was, it was awesome. I always love having him visit. And um, it was, you know, ideal weather to have him here. It was, it's did, been yeah. Does he have coast experience in the past or did you have five days to like hit all the highlights? Oh no no he's he he's been here a ton he lived okay. in Gray for a while um he he actually is one of the reasons I found Mendocino got it got it good stuff good yeah. good good well glad you had a glad you had a good time there uh, we are ready to rock and roll and do the show here so uh, for listeners that have never experienced the sports phone before let's kind of talk about what's going to be going on for the next hour or so here. Uh, Sports Phone, this is an open forum sports talk show. Vince and I are big sports fans. A lot of our conversations off the air are a lot of the time about sports. We've both played a lot of sports. We've coached. We've, we've been around the games, around sports a long, for a long or a, a large portion of our lives. And so we like to spend this one hour a week just talking about sports. But more importantly, we open up the phone lines on KZYX and let you, the listeners, call in and talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. It can be professional, high school, college stuff, rec league, questions, comments, concerns. Uh, anything you want to talk about, as long as it is sports related, you can give us a call at 707-895-2448 and you can get your opinions on the air. Anything you want to talk about, 707-895-2448. You can also uh, shoot an email to dj at kzyx.org. Go ahead and put sports phone in the subject so we know it's in there and we know uh, to read it and get your email on the air so if you can't call and you want to give an email feel free to to do that as well really looking forward to getting the show going here then last thing i'll say before we get started uh we are getting ready to lock in and start doing some spring high school sports coverage uh, jim and i have kind of been doing some prep work laying the groundwork for that looking to line up some guests uh, as we get closer to the playoffs, uh, playoffs for the majority of spring sports for high school, they start kind of middle of next month, that March 14th kind of uh, timeline. So we'll be locked and loaded to do some high school sports coverage as we get closer to that. And we're really looking forward to it. We think it's think it's going to be a good time. Uh, but with all of that out of the way, uh, Vince, did I miss anything or are we ready to go here? 
Oh, we're good, but it would be uh, May 14th, not March 14th. May 14th. You're right. Yes, May, March. Yes. When you put two short M's on both sides of April, I get yeah. it gets me every time. Yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, okay, so before we dive in and start taking calls, let's get our quiz question out of the way. And I have to give Vince some credit for helping me word this question because I came up with this question. I, I didn't come up with the question. I came up with the with the with like the information before I figured out how to word this question because uh, I think it's interesting. It just took a little while to get it get it out there. Uh, it's NBA playoff themed since we are in the middle of the NBA playoffs now. I figured I'd come up with an NBA playoff themed question. Uh, so here's the question: Five times in the history of the National Basketball Association, there have been teams that have won three NBA championships or more in a row. So three championships in a row or more that has happened five times in the history of the NBA. I would like to know who the five teams are, or excuse me, I would like to know who the teams are that have done it. Uh, so again, it's happened five times where a team has, has done a three-peat or more. Uh, I would like to know who the teams are. If you know the years, great. If not, just get, kind of throw them out there if you want to take a guess and we'll, 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 we'll say them uh, and we'll get them out there. Uh, Vince, how many did you know off the top of your head for this? You knew three of them, correct? I, yeah, definitely Boston. She, I knew three of them. Yes, <laughs> I did. Boy, that was a uh, second time I've blundered that. It's okay. It's okay. There's still plenty out there. Nobody heard it. Nobody heard it. Uh, so 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you want to talk about sports. Take a guess at the quiz question uh, or anything else you'd like to do. Or you can shoot an email, dj at kzyx.org. With all that out of the way, Vince, you had the uh, the honor of putting together our On This Day in Sports. What do you, what do you have for us today? Oh, well, we are on uh, April 23rd, 1954. Hammer and Hank Aaron hits his first of 755 home runs. And if I may say so, sorry, Giants fans, still the all-time record in my opinion. Is there – am I thinking of the right player – and I could, I could not be, but didn't for one of Hank Aaron's big home runs, didn't he saw a fan run out onto the field and shake his hand as he yeah, was when trotting? Yeah, when, when he hit 715, when he broke uh, Babe Ruth's record. That's what it was, right? I knew there was, I knew there was something there. All right, we got our first call. Hello, caller, you're on the air. 715, when he broke Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, hello, caller. Uh, make sure you turn your radio down. Yeah, you're on the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, great game today. Good game today for, for the um, our Warriors, but I can only guess two of the three teams. It has to be Celtics who wins the Lakers. Yep, yep. So the Celtics and the Lakers are two of them, and that's okay. If you don't know all of them, that's fine. It's a collective effort to uh, to get uh, to get them all. So yeah, Celtics and Lakers. The, the Boston Celtics doing a seven P from nineteen fifty nine to nineteen sixty six, and then the Lakers from two thousand <laughs> to two thousand two. Uh, what stood out to you? What what stood out to you most about the Warriors game? They they got a, they got a they snuck out of there with a win. It was a good one though. But I didn't know that. I was lucky that that the one guy uh, was HB Harrison Barnes. He, he missed the three, right? Yeah, and that was a good look too. I mean, Vince, did you watch the game? I did. Yeah, very yeah, good. That look. was that was not like a desperation heave. No, no, well, that's a shot. Yeah, but that was one. Of, that but that was a nail biter game. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was really nose to nose like a big horse race. I really enjoyed. Uh, it's a, they're a tough team. No wonder they're number three. When Mike Brown took over, well, what do you think of that? Uh, 
I mean, he must. They got. He's got the. Uh, he's got the Warriors touch, and and uh, he's really great. But the other thing is, uh, I missed the like twenty five percent of the. Uh, what I love about the show is, you forgot to play. Let's get ready to rumble. I, I think we had the music going earlier, Jim. You're the engineer. Did you you mess up the music? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you you had the music, but no. Let's get ready to rumble. No big deal. Maybe next week. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I don't know what okay. happened. Here's the last thing that has to do with sports. Now, I, yeah. I can't possibly be the only one that notices this. I can't possibly be. And I'm talking about commercials. I'm talking about the commercials uh, now. When I listen uh, to, to the to the uh, the, the Giants, uh, they're they're long. They're they're long. They're getting be three four minutes, and then uh, inning in the inning in between strikes and between bats, those two I call them clowns are are, are hyping uh, something. And then now tonight, uh, well, now I only got the uh, live. Uh, uh, I couldn't get the uh, the. Uh, game on my phone just just the uh just this just the score and the quarter and the minutes and i saw it uh, stop a whole lot like three four five minutes i mean the timeouts the nba timeouts i bet neither of you know how long they're supposed to be i i, I wonder what they were in the 70s i wonder what they were in the 80s they're far too long had, had you notice that so yeah it's it's really interesting how nba timeouts work it's just like there's these weird things where, and I don't know the specifics, but each team gets six timeouts to start the game. But it's done in this weird way. And Vince, you might know this more than I do because I, I feel like some of you might know for some reason. But it's like you can only have a certain amount of timeouts at any given point in an NBA game. So like when you get to the last two minutes of the game, a team never has four or five timeouts. They only have like two. And I think it has to do with like the way media timeouts work, they get charged as team timeouts. It's I, I don't know how it works, but I know I, that. Yeah, go ahead. I don't think they do. I think in the, in now that we're in the playoffs, you're on. You know, everything is nationally televised, so you you get the what is it under eight minute dead ball timeout, which is right. a team timeout. So I don't think that those count against the teams, uh, which is surprising oh. tonight. Where the Warriors came down to their not having a timeout because they lost it with a challenge. <laughs> was surprising that they only had that one left with, you know, a few minutes to go. But, I, you know, the flow but of the Steve game Kirk, sometimes determine when you're going to take an extra timeout. Yeah. Yeah, but Steve Kerr got a technical for calling a timeout that he didn't have, right? Yeah. 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 Well, Steph Curry called the timeout, and I think the technical oh. is assessed to the coach. Oh. oh, is that what happened? I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I enjoy your shows. I'm going to go back to radio. Thanks, boys. Thank Keep it up. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Vince. I mean, I know you you love talking basketball. So while we're while we're on it, it's it's pretty interesting to me. Do you see like a young version of the Warriors at all when you watch the Kings? I, I think that guy, kind of, that guy kind of said it. You know, Mike Brown, what was with the Warriors for four or five years as an assistant coach, yeah. um, very similar to Steve Kerr leaving the Spurs and bringing that style of play yeah. to Golden State. And you saw how quickly Golden State was able to turn the corner and become a championship team. That's what Mike Brown's doing in Sacramento. Yeah, there's a really funny clip that of the pregame today uh, that we that we can go back to on State Sports. But uh, Mike Brown and Steve Kerr like meet they meet at half court and they're just kind of bantering. And someone caught it on a mic that Mike Brown is like, "Yeah, we changed all our play names. You're not going to know what they are anymore." <laughs> I thought that was great for two people yeah. to coach for the um, past. Uh, really quick, dude, uh, do we not get a bell today? 
for, for two right answers? Oh, uh, I'll leave that up to our engineer to see if we're going to have a bell or not. I, I, uh, I rang the bell for the guy twice. Nice. Okay. 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 Well, I, did, I didn't hear it. So good yeah. enough. That's yeah. all right. So in terms of the quiz question, just to get everyone updated, again, the question was there's been five times in NBA history that there has been a three-peat or more of NBA champions. Uh, two of them have been named, Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers. So two are down. There's a few more outstanding uh, that have done uh, three-peats uh, or more. So we'll look forward to any more answers to that. 707-895-2448, or you can send an email over to DJ at kzyx.org. All right, Vince, we were talking some Hank Aaron. Anything else from today? Uh, yes, in 1989, on April 23rd, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar scores 10 points in his last game as a Laker in a 121-117 win over the team formerly known as the Seattle Supersonics. I, I am, would imagine, and I don't know the age, like how old Kareem played to, but just the, the, the highlights I've seen of him I feel like his style would translate well to being a little bit older, if that makes sense. Oh, like, be, because of how he scored, he wasn't like a super physical player. No, a lot of finesse and yeah. a lot of you know opportunistic, um, you know, buckets, uh, offensive rebound type things. I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hello, caller, you're on the air. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, hello. You're on the um, yeah, just just as a thought, is it possible that we're going far back in basketball? The Minneapolis Lakers, this one three in a row. Trap. This was the trap, and I was curious if anyone was going to get it. The Minneapolis Lakers are one of the teams that did it. I didn't know that, but when I was a kid, George Mikan was tearing it up, yeah. and he was and Mr. So basketball. Was... The Minneapolis Lakers. And so I figured that might be one, and, and uh, I apparently hit it. He did. So it was funny. I was this was something Vince and I were talking about before the show. Was did the were the yes. Minneapolis Lakers yes. and the Los Angeles Lakers two different teams? Right. Yeah. Plus one one other factoid: um, Ted Williams in 1939 hit his first home run. He did on yes. this day. Yeah, yeah, on this day. Yes. He got 541. Nothing, nothing quite like the other the other guy. But uh, anyway. Interesting piece of trivia. Yeah, the heck of a career. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, my Vince, the trap, uh, the trap answer was 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 figured out with the Minneapolis Lakers. So we're down to one. Uh, there's of the teams that have three peated or more in the NBA. We have the Minneapolis Lakers, the Boston Celtics, and the Los Angeles Lakers. There is uh, one outstanding team uh, on this list still. Uh, which is which is a we're putting it together. We're getting there. Yeah, that was that was great. I mean, uh, I think the most obvious one really is still lingering. <laughs> yes, it's the one that would be the first one is the one that has not been said yet. So we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how that all that all plays out. Uh, okay, so we had we had our uh, our, our our Ted Williams fact uh, for a home run. We had your your last one, Vince. What uh, anything else for today before we move on? I got, I got two more uh, in the history of, of today. So 2012, 38,000 London Marathon entrants have their home and email contacts published in a wow. data protection breach. Wow. That's a nightmare. <laughs> that, well, I can only imagine. Oh, man. I mean, that's 2012. 
I, I don't know if that'd be as bad as now. I mean, 2012 was pretty, pe- people were pretty deep in the internet by then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, that was me in college, so yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, for me, probably not so much. Um, that's yeah. why I let your dad do most of the uh, computer work when we were coached. <laughs> but uh, at this point now, I, I, w- I could say I would fall into that and be like, wow, that, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, not not good at all. Not, not good at all. And then also, uh, which is interesting, I think you're getting to these, but it's it's rare that we get some that happened literally today uh, for, for this day in sports, Absolutely. which is great. I love it. I love it. So today, uh, again, we're going to go with the London Marathon. Uh, and let me quickly, because this name is going to be, it's not one of those ones I can just roll off my memory. Sure. Uh, today, Eliud Kipchoge, I'm going to, I'm probably butchering that. Um, he wins the London Marathon in two hours, one minute and 25 seconds, breaking the record by over two Let's see here. By over three minutes, nearly wow. three minutes. Um, and, and in marathon running, just for my reference, is that's a big chunk of time, right? Three minutes. That's, that's a large chunk of time. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and 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 also, um, just to throw it out there, he, he didn't win, but this other runner, like her, uh, Kelvin Kiptum, ran the second half of the marathon in 59 minutes and 45 seconds, which is... <laughs> on pace to break two hours, which is unheard of. So, and, and to do it on the second half, like that, that as a runner is mind blowing, uh, to be honest. So I have yeah, a question. That, I have a question, Vince, when, when you set a, a record in, um, in a marathon, is that record for all marathons or just the London marathon? I believe that is just the London marathon. Um, I think right now the world record is, Two oh one and sixteen minutes. So he, uh, I'm not seeing the world record right now, but I'm pretty sure it's a little bit faster than that. That's that's uh, I've never never gonna happen. And, and, and again, never. yeah, and again, this is one of those where the London Marathon's course might not actually allow him to claim the world record. It's oh, sure. Those type of things also come into play when it comes to marathon courses. So. Um, yeah, I'd have to dig a little bit deeper for that. Um, but also today, um, the Tampa Bay Rays extended the record for hitting a home run in consecutive games to open a season, which is now at 22 games in a row. Uh, my Rays are crushing the competition so far this year at 19 and three. Um, absolutely dominating and 22 home run or 22 straight games of the home run is just, you know, it, it was 19 or oh, it was 20. I'm sorry, 20 games. So they've, they've broken it by two games now. Yeah. It's, they are off to, it, it's a wild start. It's yeah. And it's still one of my favorite things. I heard it on the radio. It's like, yeah, the Rays are going to be good and you're not going to have heard of anyone that, that is on that team. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's how they work nowadays, but it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Wild. I mean, I yeah. can name everybody on the team, but that's just because I like them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. 707-895-2448. That's the number to call. If you want to talk about sports or you can shoot an email to DJ at KZYX.org. So here's, here's what we're going to do, Vince. Uh, as you, you, your listeners, you know, a lot of the times I will set, I will set Jim up. And I'll give you kind of a menu of options to choose from while we're waiting for a call. So here's here's what I'm going to give you the choice between, Vince. Would you like to talk about a news story in sports or would you like to have a more philosophical discussion? 
I mean, we're local here. We gotta, we gotta start with with Oakland. We gotta start with it once yeah. again. I, you yeah. know, the, the 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 feel bad story of the of the Bay Area. I tell you, that yeah. poor that poor city. Yeah. So uh, to get everyone up to speed, if you're a local A's fan or a local, uh, I would even say Bay Area baseball fan, you are aware of aware of this story already. But the Oakland A's have uh, entered an agreement with uh, the city of Las Vegas with plans to build a one billion dollar stadium. It's going to seat thirty five thousand people. uh, And the MLB has uh, signed a binding agreement uh, for 49 acres of, of land owned by Red Rock Resorts in Las Vegas. So don't know all the details. I know that there was something about when it could potentially happen. I think it was 2027 was the, the goal. Um, but it looks like there is now a, a, a end in sight for the A's in in Las Vegas, or excuse me, in Oakland. Uh, after losing, and as Vince just said, after losing the Raiders to Las Vegas, the Warriors to San Francisco, that it, it is a real shame and a sad time that that Oakland is going to be without a and, uh, a pro sports team. Yeah, it's uh, and Vegas too. I just don't see Vegas as a a sports town. I don't. I mean, it's sports betting for sure, but. I, I'm not, I'm a little disappointed. You know, the Raiders, whatever, they went to Southern California for a little bit. They've bounced around. Golden State originated in San Francisco. The Athletics, I know they came from Philadelphia and Kansas City before they came to Oakland, but I feel like that's the one team that is Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. When it's, it's a comment on the Vegas part first, and then we can, I think we definitely should get into the is Oakland, like the A's part of this. Uh I, it, it's weird. I, I don't think I think Vegas is a sports city. But the thing that I always get thrown by is when I think about Vegas and sports, I always think about like that's a secondary reason you go to Las Vegas. Like you go to Las Vegas to go to a show, go to a casino, and then I'm going to go to a game at the end. But it's 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 a destination. That was my big thing with the Raiders going to Las Vegas was. I don't know what kind of home team they're going to be in terms of a home field advantage. And you saw it in their games the last two years where it's a 50, 50 split most of the time, because there's so many people traveling to Las Vegas. And so I see the same thing happening with the A's and I I would imagine the golden Knights, the hockey team there have the same problem. So I'm, it's a sports town, but I don't know how good of a sports town it is to have a home team. in. That's always been my thing with Las Vegas. I I totally agree. It's going to be fair weather and it's you're not going to get that real home court advantage and this is another interesting i don't know if you saw what the raiders owner uh had to say about the a's moving um but he basically is super super not happy um basically because he's you know he's claiming the a's they squatted on the lease for 10 years because they shared the coliseum and he basically, they basically were making it to where they the Raiders were not able to do stadium renovations and 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 build it to where they could have stayed in Oakland. Like basically, Davis is claiming that the A's were the reason the Raiders left to begin with, and now the A's are following the Raiders to Oakland. So, so that's an interesting little back and forth. So what you're telling me, Vince, is the Oakland Raiders are coming back at some point? 
they're they're gonna they're they're gonna retrofit the where the where the Raiders play, make it a baseball stadium, and then the Raiders are heading back to Oakland. I, you know, I, I think Oakland would be okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. so. What, what I wanted to do, and and I know I have a I have a story about this, uh, Vince. I would imagine you have enough baseball in your blood where I I think you could come up with something. Um, as you mentioned, like A's. And their fan base. I saw some clips going around on social media of like the the two thousands A's early two thousands stuff. Is do you have anything that you remember specifically? Any like memories or anything about the A's and their fans or or Oakland and and, and baseball? Anything to stand out to you? I I've just always loved their their colors. Uh, yeah. As a kid, you know, I mean, I was a Braves fan as a kid, but I always loved the A's. I, I remember watching them uh, with Dave Stewart pitching and, 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 and guys like that when Canseco and McGuire were there and I rooted for them against the giants in the world series. I rooted for them against the Dodgers and, you know, they were a team that I just, I loved watching. I thought they had a great crowd. Um, you'll always remember the world series uh, with the, with the earthquake um, and what happened there. So I think the A's have a rich history, especially if you go back to the seventies with, you know, Raleigh Fingers and Reggie Jackson. And that's just been a team, in my opinion, that's got a rich history. It was all in Oakland. And I'm, yeah, I'm a little bummed that they're, they're moving, but I hope they keep the colors. If they change, if they change colors when they go to, to Las Vegas, that's going to be, I think, the worst thing about it. I, I don't think they will. I, I was worried the Raiders were going to change their colors. They were going to try to like unify it, make it black and gold for everybody. But I, I don't think they would do that. That, uh, that would be so jump, bad. Jumping in here, I've heard twice. Jumping in here, Vince has said it twice, and Jerry sort of mentioned it twice. Of you know, is Las Vegas you know a sports town? Well, not a sports town, but now they have teams, so they're bringing they're going to become a sports town. Just because they haven't had any before doesn't mean they're not going to be a sports town. And it's it's funny you guys mentioned that because I. I wanted to ask you too. Then, what does make a sports town? I was just having dinner last night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Jerry, I sent you a picture. Um, I was at Ditka's restaurant. He has like his whole bunch of them in Chicago, and he's got one in in Pittsburgh. And this was a real sports. And I I asked the guy next to me. I said, "You got the Penguins? You got the Steelers? You got the Pirates? How come there's no NBA team here?" So, what is it with? with sports towns why is pittsburgh a sports town why can't las vegas what makes a sports town that's all so i'm asking to be, you. to be clear what i said about las vegas uh 707-895-2448 that's the number to call uh if you want to get in on this conversation if you want to talk about the a's or anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports 707-895-2448 what, what i said specifically about las vegas was i think it's a sports town i don't think it's a good sports town for a home team to be in because of it being a destination city, you're always going to have this like 50-50 split in the crowd. You're never going to have a home field advantage. I think financially, Vegas makes a ton of sense to have a team in. And I think the, I think the A's will make money. Like I think they'll be financially successful in Las Vegas. But because of everything else that goes into that city, I don't think it's a great place for a home team to be. Like You're just never going to have home field advantage in Las Vegas. Which which could I, honestly, if you watch the the Knights, they've they've got a great uh, crowd. Uh, sure. they, they actually, you know, um, they they pack it in there pretty good. It's, it's definitely very Knights uh, friendly. Mm-hmm. So I think it can develop into that. Uh, my concern would be the cost of the game in a place yeah. like Las Vegas. You know, again, if you look at 
you know, that, I was looking at a list the other day of, of what it would cost you to go to a baseball game with a family of four. And most of them is over $400. If everybody had one hot dog, one beverage, plus your tickets and parking, it's over four. Like, so you're, once you start having that problem, you, you're, you're, you're taking away from your local community. Cause the, the people who live in Las Vegas, they don't, they're not rich people. Most of them, like that's not a rich community outside of who owns the the strip or, 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 or club or whatever. So that would be my concern. Now, a 35,000-seat stadium for the A's, their payroll's not that high right now. That might be a reasonable – I mean, there's a, there's a reason I go to Oakland games over San Francisco games anyway. <laughs> exactly. <Yep. laughs> so that's my concern is the cost of going to a game in a place like Vegas because there's so much um, just money involved. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Jim, you said you had an email. Go ahead. Yeah, this uh, I got an email here. Love this this email from from Krista. Talk about sports towns. This Thursday from five to seven thirty. This is a sports announcement in a sports town. This is from five thirty to seven at Laurel Deli. Is the world famous spaghetti dinner that is the biggest fundraiser for the Fort Bragg Little League. You you can buy tickets by emailing Mindy at sportautocenter.org. Pretty simple, Mindy at sportautocenter.org. You buy a ticket, can't tell you the price, and you dine in or you take out. Spaghetti tastes better when you know the money you spent is making a future Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. I love it. Thanks, uh, the sports phones, for everything you do. Yeah, oh, go, go, go do that because then Jim and Vince can go umpire some games and make more bad calls. At little Absolutely. Can't, <laughs> what are we doing that, Jim? We signed up yet or what? I. I'm always signed up for, they just have to call us, you know, they, so, so to to answer your question, Jim, Fort Bragg is a sports town. Do we have a professional team? No, but do people get behind their local high schools? Absolutely. So a sports town, Vegas can be a sports town. I, I bet they support their little league. I bet they support their local high schools. I know that UNLV had crazy good support back when they were playing great basketball. So they, they have fans who are committed it's hard to have a professional sports town. I mean, you look at Arizona. Arizona is a new sports town. Do they really support their teams if they're not winning? Mm-hmm. Not so much. You go to a Wrigley game and if for the Cubbies, and the Cubbies could be 50 and 100, and that place is going to be you – know, on a Sunday afternoon, it's going to be packed. Yeah. That's yeah. a sport. And, and, and that goes to what I, the other point, and Vince said it really well there. When you, when you put a sports team in a town when there's a lot of other stuff to do – that team better be good because if they're not good, people are going to go to Vegas, like go see shows or they're just going to go play blackjack at a casino. They're, they're not going to go watch a bad team in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think goes to the Pittsburgh point that, that Jim was making. Um, but that's why Pittsburgh has such a great sports town. Cause I mean, I don't know a lot, but there's probably not a whole lot else to do in Pittsburgh, <laughs> like at the same level as a Las Vegas or, or something totally. like that. Yeah. Uh, hello caller. Are you on the air? Call, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you yeah, hear me? go for it. Yeah, um, I was wondering about the population of Las Vegas. Has it really grown recently that it's getting all these sports teams? Is it, um, I don't know, it just seems like, is it the place to, is it like changing? 
Yeah, so it's it's on the rise. If you go back, six hundred forty-six thousand people as of twenty twenty-one. Yeah. Wow. That's not a lot yeah. for a city. Yeah, it's up about sixty thousand if you go back to two thousand ten. So I, I, I don't think it's the population as much as I just think it's that's it's pro sports teams and pro sports leagues, like the the league as a whole looking at Las Vegas as an untapped financial opportunity. I, I really think it's that, that there's just, there's, there's so much money in Vegas. Why are we not using that as a way to get more money? Wow. That's yeah. That's are, really are they how call it LV. Like they call it LA, LA, yeah. LV. Yeah. Uh, you know, LA for a while, they have a football team. I mean, they used to have the, uh, the Raiders, uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, um, brands and uh, and suddenly they didn't have no football teams and so it's kind of weird how these things turn out sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. Albuquerque, how about Albuquerque? Isn't that a good place to have a team? I I stand by the Pittsburgh logic. I think Albuquerque would be hugely successful if they got a pro sports team. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that Albuquerque's mm-hmm. minor league baseball team gets a lot of support. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, I didn't know that Vegas is actually the 25th most populous city in the United States. Hmm. Actually, okay. so that's 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 up there a little bit as far as you know how many teams are in a, a you know sports teams there are in right. each league. Yeah, for sure. Anything else, caller? Well, I, I you haven't came up with the final answer to that um, basketball question. Would it be the New York Knicks or the Philadelphia Philadelphia um, uh, 76ers? It is not so, either of those teams. Those are both good guesses, though. Okay. Well, okay, awesome. I guess that's it, then. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the call. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. All right, Jim, let's get that next one up there. Hello, caller. Are you on the air? Uh, no, that call's gone. Oh, that call's gone. All right, well, 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Uh, yeah, A's are leaving in, in the next four years. It looks like right, we're going to no longer have an Oakland pro sports team, which is going to be a real shame because I have a lot of good memories, not just of the A's, but of the A's and the Raiders and the Warriors for that matter I, in, in Oakland. And it's, uh, I've been to a, a game at each one of those, uh, well, two arenas, but three different events. But yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely a bummer. Talk about so, memories, Joe. I had to but, budget barge in here. Drew. Remember when we walked out of the circus uh-huh. in the Oakland Coliseum? We walked and we snuck into a door and, and ended up in the Oakland Coliseum watching a baseball game. Yeah. And you're never going to do that in Vegas. <laughs> and no one's oh, going to let you sneak into a baseball game in Vegas. But in Oakland, they were like, yeah, come on in. It was it was great. So uh, the thing, is, the, is the stadium going to be a dome? Because I imagine yeah. Vegas yep. in the summertime can't be pleasant. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a retractable roof indoor stadium. Okay. Yeah. And and I'll tell you that's a that's a mental hurdle I have to get over with indoor baseball. That 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 gets me a little bit. In indoor football I kind of get, but indoor baseball there's something about that that like no, I don't know. It, it hurts I'll tell you though, you know, being being from the the you know from Florida and going to a Rays game middle of July, I am so thankful that there's oh, a, sure. a roof and air conditioning cuz I don't know if anybody wants to be sitting in 100 degrees and 100% humidity and trying to play a game. Oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Like, I, I totally get it. I just, 
it's not it's not that life. it's not that nice because i've gone to games in atlanta in july where it's oh, 100 degrees geez. out and it still is so much better than you know being indoors for sure i mean sure. it's just uh it's not like going to san francisco and uh, you know sitting behind home plate and overlooking the bay right. in july where it's 62 degrees yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a that's a whole different thing yeah 707-895-2448 give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports got about 25 minutes left here on the sports phone give us a call if you've got anything you want to chat chat about or you can send an email to dj at kzyx.org and we're still looking for the final team to close out our quiz question quiz question again one more time there were five times in nba history that there has been a three-peat or more in terms of multiple championships in a row uh we have all but one answer uh, that is outstanding. So the Minneapolis Lakers, the Boston Celtics, and the Los Angeles Lakers, those are three of the four teams that have done it, looking for that final team to close out that quiz question. Okay, uh, well, let's see. Vince, we talked uh, We talked a little baseball. What are you I thinking? You, I know where you want to go. You, you want to talk about <laughs> wrestling. I, I would love to. Because I didn't, I feel like I didn't get my fair share of wrestling time last week after I was at wrestling just a few days prior. Uh, but we don't have to talk about it if, if you don't want to. I have no, I grew up with wrestling. See, we, we okay. called it wrestling. R A S S L I N, wrestling yeah. when I was a kid. Uh, and I mean, I'm from the South. It's next to NASCAR, it's the biggest thing out there. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So I, I would like to start before we get to kind of the topic that I sent you. Uh, by making a pitch in defense of professional wrestling as a spectacle. I'm not going to say as a sport, but I'm going to say as a spectacle because I, I don't want to necessarily get into the debate of is professional wrestling a, a sport. But when when you talk about what makes sports really a, an amazing experience as a fan, I think there are certain elements. There is athleticism there is drama there are uh people that have big personalities that they like these are the things that as a fan draw someone to any sport whether it be baseball football i think those are the the, the recipe i can make would make the argument that nobody does it better than professional wrestling. If you talk about the elements of drama, athleticism, and entertainment. and and entertainment, and people that know how to entertain a crowd, I don't know if I can use that as a way to say professional wrestling is a sport. But well, I, I go ahead, go ahead. You were you were at the, the how many people were at that wrestling event you were at? It was a sold out Moda Center in Portland. And and this was on a Friday night. Uh, and the Moda Center uh, seats, let me grab it here. Moda Center seats 20,000. I would say there was probably 18, 19,000 people in the okay. area. And they keep them involved the entire time. Yes, the entire time. Uh, you know, during TV breaks, there's like, you know, kind of how they do stuff like with basketball. Like they'll like, hey, give us your, your face or something like that. They'll do those kind of things. But here, it's just I, I. Every time I go, I am reminded how athletic these individuals are. Like the stuff they do, I don't care that it's scripted. I don't care that it's not basketball or football or anything. But like 
the fact that they pull this stuff off twice a week on live TV and don't injure themselves like significantly and can do it over and over and over again. I just am in constant awe of this. It, 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 it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing too, is people know wrestlers, right? Like you, yeah. people know who Hulk Hogan was. Right. People know the rock people know, uh, 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 uh stone cold, Steve Austin, you know, the, the names of these, of the wrestlers throughout the history, they're familiar names to people in the sports world or not, because right. They, you know, they find their way into other forms of entertainment, whether it's acting or commercials or whatever. It's a huge thing. I think it, wrestling's got to be one of the biggest sports, and I'm gonna, I'll call it a sport because what they mm-hmm. do, and it, you know, sports is entertainment. You know, yeah. I don't care. Like they are athletic enough, and what they do is not your typical sport, but it's a sport. Yeah, and, their, and their revenue, their revenue has to be one of the highest up there. Yeah. And, and now with as yeah, that was a very nice bridge, Vince, that we can bridge this back to normal sports uh, with the with the actual news story. But first, we'll go ahead and take a call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Turn off your radio. Hello? You're on the air. Yeah. Hello, caller. Yeah. Hi. Um, wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I was involved in wrestling, too, in high school. But um, <clears throat> uh, my favorite wrestling moment was. In the Olympics with Rudon Gardner beating that big Russian guy. Do you remember that? Rudon Gardner from Wyoming. So there may have, there may have been a miscommunication here, caller. Uh, but I'm happy to talk about real wrestling. I was Vince and I were talking about WWE like yeah. fake wrestling. Like yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to get to. It's oh, go, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's much more popular because it's all the show time and there's always a bad guy and there's thousands of people in there. And uh, the uh, ex-president was was at one last week. They're um, interesting. But, uh, uh, okay, this day, this day in history, I have a little stat here that's quite interesting. Uh, it has to do with baseball. Um, there's been 35 no-hitters. I mean, 35 uh, pitchers have thrown no-hitters um, before I get to what day in, in this history. Can you can you tell me who, who you think had seven no-hitters? Can you guess? Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan. Yeah, you're right. Nolan Ryan. Can you guess that, um, um, five? This is all you, Vince. I, I, you're you're going to know these Kopan. answers. I'm not going to. Sandy Kopan. Sandy Kopan. Okay, I was, okay. I was now a little bit older. Okay, okay. This day in history, April twenty third, was um, uh, nineteen forty eight. April twenty third, Johnny Logan he became the first race jockey to ride three thousand career winners. Back in forty eight, that fifty two plus twenty two is seventy four years ago. Okay. Uh, also, uh, 1964, Ken Johnson, Houston Astros, threw the first no hitter for a loss. The yes, game was lost. One, yeah, one, the game was lost one to nothing to the Cincinnati Reds due to two errors. Yep, and, and a bad offense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, he threw a no hitter, but he lost. 
Yep. Yeah, that's on crazy. April 23rd. Okay, the uh, other, um, now, now, the gentleman earlier mentioned the um, Minneapolis Lakers, and of course, they've got 10,000 lakes in, in that state. I don't know why um, L.A. It, they don't have any lakes in L.A., but anyway. Oh. Um, anyway, um, uh, do you, um, I, I bet that guy who called doesn't uh, know who the Minneapolis Lakers beat in 1950. They were called the Syracuse Nationals, and they won the first NBA championship. That was the first one, I guess, the Minneapolis Lakers. They must not have had any NBA championships before 1950. Yeah, no that that sounds right. That yeah, I I know the name. I know the Sir the name the Syracuse Nationals. Did yeah. Did they did they disband or they did they they move and become the Knicks or someone? That's a really good question. We'll have to. I'm gonna have nope. to look that up and get it uh get that figured out. Caller, we got a we got another call coming in. Uh, thank you so okay, much bye for bye. all the facts. I love it. Thank you. I want to go back to that topic after this call. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hello, caller. You on the air? Yeah, I just like to make a comment about uh, people that feel that professional wrestling isn't real because you're not actually knocking the other person's teeth out. Well, in rhythmic gymnastics, you do all kinds of things with balls and flags and different things. And I, I just think people get confused that in any kind of thing that is a, like acts like it's a combat sport, the past people hurting each other. And the reality is it's dance. It's yes. dance with incredible athleticism. I mean, flips off the top rope and landing on another person without breaking them into little pieces. Exactly. The amount yeah. of control. That's, that's... It's being on a balance beam and doing flips on a balance beam. Well, yeah. how much harder is in that? You're not landing on top of another person. So well, the, reason... the level the reason... of control that this requires is off the charts yes because otherwise the average life expectancy of a professional wrestler would be about one match yeah, absolutely absolutely <laughs> yeah so and, I and that's people that's focus the, on the wrong aspect yeah well i think part of it too is you have to because i i do call it a sport i do think that they're amazing athletes because not only do they make the contact but they have to know how to take the contact mm -hmm. in order to not get hurt as well so yes, it is a yeah. dance. It is you're going to put two feet into my chest, and I have to know how to be ready to take that and fall and not get my chest caved in. So it's a balance there for sure, and they work at it full time mm -hmm. in between matches. It's it's impressive as much as it is silly. It's impressive. Well, yeah, I mean, lots of things are silly, and we look a lot of our other sports. You know, if you want to look for silly. You can find silly and everything, everything from curling to pick your sport. Oh. Look at golf. We take a club, we hit this little ball as far as we can, and then we got to go follow it. <laughs> yep. I mean, what actually makes sense about a lot of our sports? Baseball. You know, you're hitting this ball, and then you run around these bases. If you want to make fun of a sport, it doesn't no, take do it any day. particular talent to Absolutely. make fun of a sport. You just have to show it in a slightly different light a different way of looking at it. When I was doing my undergraduate, I and some of the people from my cultural anthropology class went to the match 
and wrote what they saw hmm. using their cultural anthropology system for for deciding what was going on. And it, nothing would have felt like to me, but, uh, but you know, you can make fun of anything. I just wanted to defend just how good athletes they are. And uh-huh. if we want to be really fair, we go start looking at all these other sports we do and how silly they actually look if you take them from a certain perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally, totally agree with that call. That, that is fantastic. I said silly because I find wrestling silly, but I could also, you're absolutely right, pick apart sports that I do like with silliness as well. No doubt about it. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I love your show. Good, great content as usual. Thank you. Love your calls, man. Love your calls. Really, really appreciate it. And Uh, we have a trivia success here. And I couldn't be more happy than the Z Man from you know where, Jer. Mm-hmm. And and he he says very clearly, and I'm gonna say this like I was on um Saturday Night Live. Doubles. Doubles. How, how can I, this audience not get the bulls? I'm checking out here. It, I was I was gonna say, and, and I don't I don't scold the the KCYX sports phone audience very often. But if if we got to the end of the show and the Chicago Bulls had not been named as the other team to three peat, who three peated twice, I and Jim, as regular hosts of the show, had have failed the audience if we did not get the Chicago Bills <laughs> Bulls as an, as an answer there. Uh, but yeah, we got it. So the Chicago Bulls are are the other one. Um, so so go go ahead, Vince. Because I, I want to go back to that call. I know we were talking about wrestling and stuff, but that yeah. the caller who mentioned, you know, the, the 10,000 lakes in, in Minneapolis, which yeah, go for the Lakers makes sense. And, you know, why are they still the Lakers in Los Angeles? Well, why are the Utah Jazz still the Jazz? Like it was the New Orleans Jazz, and therefore, you know, they kept the name. But is that something that should be looked into? Like, do you keep the name if it doesn't make sense to your new home? Or is that name so attached to your team that you keep it all the way through? That's an interesting. Yeah, I, you can look at different, you know, organizations like the the Supersonics became the Thunder. They totally changed everything about who they were when they moved from Seattle. So yeah, and then the Hornets moved to New Orleans, stayed the Hornets, and then became, and then Charlotte became the Bobcats. And then New Orleans became the Pelicans, and then Charlotte went back to being the Hornets. That's I forgot yeah, about the that, Bobcats. Oh yeah. wow, that's right. So yeah. yeah, I think that's an interesting topic as well as like the names of teams, especially when they move to a region that doesn't make sense for their name. Yeah, yeah. I, I always forget the Jazz were in New Orleans before they. Oh yeah, they went to Utah. That's wild. That's wild, wild stuff. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. 707-895-2448. Or you can shoot an email over to DJ at KZYX.org. couple of minutes left on the show here, about 10 minutes or or so. I might cut it off a little bit earlier than that. But uh, feel free to give us a call if you've got anything else you want to talk about uh, going on in the world of sports as we uh, wrap up the show here. So, Jerry, did you know that the UFC merged with the WWE? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I was aware of this. Uh, you, so, UFC Ultimate Fighting uh, and WWE, uh, the the two companies, 
uh, they merged together to form a $24.1 billion sports entertainment company. Wow. Uh, and it was funny, Vince, as a, I don't watch UFC at all. No, like, I, 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 it's, it's not something I, I enjoy watching, yeah. but, but I am aware of, again, when you talk about personalities, there are a lot of big personalities in UFC and there is a history of WWE wrestlers going to UFC, some UFC fighters, Ronda Rousey being the, the, probably the biggest name, leaving UFC and coming to professional wrestling. My my brain got really excited for the, like the crossover possibilities, like for the potential for these kind of like one offs where you get a UFC fighter that may be a little over the hump, but he's still a big name or she's still a big name and put him in a WWE match. Like I, that's what I got most excited about when, when I heard about this merger. Oh yeah. I have no desire to watch UFC, UFC at all. Not my, I mean, I'm a boxing fan, but UFC just takes right. it to a level where I just don't like violence that much. So it's hard for me to watch it, but I'll, I'll totally watch Conor McGregor. If he Ex- wants to wrestle. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Give me a Conor McGregor feud with a professional wrestler. I'm, there for it i'd be all there for it yeah i was that was a big deal when that happened yeah it was a it was a big 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 oh, merger would you say 21 billion dollars again like yeah. i said these are two things that are now becoming you know bigger bigger things like wrestling was always big but it's really grown over the last 20 years into a conglomerate yeah it's it's wild yeah ufc was valued at 12 billion wwe's valued at, at right around 9 billion and so uh yeah that will uh, create a, a $21 billion uh, sports entertainment company as they, uh, as they've defined it. Okay. Yeah. So that's all the wrestling talk. Uh, I think I have in me, there was one other kind of sub news story to the wrestling stuff, but maybe uh, Jim and I'll get to that another, another week. Uh, we can, we can skip the rest of the wrestling talk for the night. Uh, 707-895-2448. This is the number to call if you want to talk about sports. we got about five minutes left here. Uh, Vince, if we didn't have another call, I have a question for you, a sports question. And I didn't prompt you for this, but I think you'll be able to give me an answer. Our way. All right. NHL playoffs are underway. NBA playoffs are underway. Baseball is just getting started. The NFL draft is next week. Mm-hmm. Is this the best time of year to be a sports fan? All right. Um, it it can be. Okay. Make the case that it is or is not, whichever one you want to do. But for me, and, and I'm going to, I'm just, for me right now, it is. But okay. for me, living in Florida, it's not. Okay. When I was living in Florida, March was my favorite sports time of the year because the NBA was wrapping up. NHL was wrapping up. Spring training was going on. So I could, sure. I could bounce around to different venues. Uh-huh. And March Madness is going on, which is my favorite sporting event of all time. So that was how I feel. Obviously, living here in Mendocino, I don't have spring training, so it takes that element away. So I've shifted my, you know, March Madness is just one thing going on, so that's a great event. But now, yes, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, baseball's getting going, the draft is upcoming. This is probably, as a sports fan, the best time of the year you know it, it really is unless you want to consider the you know the playoffs for baseball when football mm-hmm. is just about to start you know that yep. some people might not like because a lot of people don't like basketball and hockey that's just not their thing yep. 
for I think you and I, this is pretty pretty much a, a standard time of the year to be just following so many different things at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. It's a, long, I, it's a long-winded way to say I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a re- – like I think it totally depends, as you kind of said, what sport you're a fan of. The one that I think I – even though I could care less about this one, but I have to give res- uh, the respect to because I realize how big a deal it is. I think a lot of people would answer that question very simply. No, college football is the best time of year for sports. Mm. It's like I, I I can't argue that with like the the people that I'm around, the more I've like paid attention to Oregon Ducks football up here and even Oregon State. It's like college football's up there. It's not for me personally, but it's it, it's definitely up there uh, as as another one of those times a year. But yeah, this is my personal favorite. Yeah, I, I could see that. I'm from the South again, and and that's where yeah. if you if you look at where football's still popular the most, because you look at the rest of the nation and football is slowly losing. Uh, um, you know, viewership, yep. uh, participation, um, but the South, you know, Texas, all the way to the North Carolina coast down to Florida, it's still gigantic. And yep. so absolutely most of my family and friends back East would, would say, Oh no, no, no. It's the fall. It's when college football starts. And absolutely. I can't argue that either. I mean, I, it, you're right. I think everybody has a different answer, no right or wrong. Um, but for me right now, I mean, I, I can't tell you how fun it is to be, you know, I like to be outside a lot. So I, I listen to the games on the radio as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I bounce around from hockey to, which I'll tell you, hockey on the radio is really hard. Oh, um, I, I can't imagine. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I can barely listen to basketball on the radio. Oh, really? I love basketball. Yeah. Basketball, baseball, football. I can listen to all those on the radio. It's just fun listening to the guys try to get those. Uh, the names out and follow the puck at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can only imagine. Uh, while, while we're getting close to wrapping up here, uh, one more shout out or kind of announcement uh, for that spaghetti dinner for uh, Fort Bragg Little League fundraiser. Jim, can you get those details out one more time for us? It's at the Laurel Deli. It's uh, date and time. It's Thursday. It just says Thursday here. Give me the date there, Jared. It's 5 to 7.30 this Thursday. World famous spaghetti dinner. You want to buy a ticket, you can call or you can email Mindy at sportautocenter.org. That's big one long, big word. Yep. And that'll be the 27th, Thursday the 27th. Thursday the 27th, 5 to 7.30. Spaghetti. God, I mean, I'm okay, there. Support local sports. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, get out there, support local sports. Uh, Jim, how are we doing on time? We are down to 40 seconds. we got to wrap it All up. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, this was a, an interesting, fun edition of the Sports Phone with this uh, this setup. So, Vince, thanks for hanging out and, and, and co-hosting. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, Jim, you did an excellent job engineering the show. Absolutely. Thank thanks, you guys, for letting me be a part of this. Good deal. Thanks, everybody. We will be back next week. That'll be Sunday, April 30th. Until then, we'll uh, talk to everyone next week on the Sports Phone. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.